New Vision is a church that is about guiding people to lives of gospel transformation. Whether this is your first time listening with us or you're a regular listener, we're so happy that you're here. Monday through Friday, we release a podcast studying through a book of the Bible. Right now, we've focused our attention to the Gospel of John. Again, we're happy that you're here. We know God's going to do something great. Today, we have with us one of our student pastors, Danny Hardy. John chapter 17, verse 20, through John chapter 18, verse 11, using the NIV translation. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Jesus is praying to his heavenly father for us. He's praying that we will be unified with Jesus, with, the, with Christ, just as he is with his heavenly father. He wants us to experience the love the father has for us. So he is earnestly praying to God right before he is arrested and sent to the cross. Verse 24, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. He continues to beg God that we would be with him, that we would be able to see the glory of the Father through Christ, that we would be able to spend time with him, that we would have a relationship with him, that we would be able to spend eternity with them. This is what Jesus is praying for moments before he is arrested. He is begging God that we would be able to spend eternity with him and that we would be bold and continue to share with the world who Jesus is, that we would make him known as we live here on earth until we see him face to face. And now we go over to chapter 18, and we see what happens right before Jesus gets arrested. Chapter 18, verse 1. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches and lanterns. So Jesus goes to the garden with his disciples that he had taken his disciples many times. And Judas, who it says is going to betray him, was one of the disciples, one of the 12 that Jesus had appointed. One that had spent time with Jesus. One had had seen many miracles. One that has heard the things that Jesus is going to do, but he loved money so much that he betrayed Jesus and traded his relationship with Jesus for money. And so this is what happens here is he takes the officials and shows them where Jesus is so he can be arrested. Verse four, Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. 
and Jesus, Judas, the, the, the traitor, was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Now, this is something that's so important because for me, I read this not too long ago, and my, my dad had passed away just uh, about a week or so ago. And when my dad was going through cancer treatment and everything, I stumbled across this passage. And the Roman officials came and they asked, or they, they met Jesus and Jesus said, who are you looking for? And when Jesus said, Jesus of Nazareth, or when they said Jesus of Nazareth, and he said, I am he, the officials, the, the guards, they fell to their face just by Jesus saying, I am he. And so I feel like when I read this, I can easily underestimate the power of Jesus. I can easily underestimate his goodness. I can easily underestimate his power and his faithfulness, his goodness, and who he is because he is sovereign and Lord over all and knows what's about to happen. And in the moment of maybe a dark moment of watching my dad pass away, I can forget how powerful my God is. That maybe, you know, he chose not to heal my dad in this moment, but I feel like there's a greater miracle at hand because I'm closer with my family. There's people that are coming to know God because of my dad's story. And I see that this powerful moment of Jesus saying, I am he comforts me because I see he is in control. He is on his throne. He is Lord over all. He is Alpha Omega, creator God. And I cannot forget that because this is who my Jesus is that goes to the cross to pay my penalty so that I can spend eternity with him. I am he. That's who Jesus is. In verse seven, the, the guards had the audacity to ask him again, again, or to or that Jesus asked them again. And he said, again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. In verse eight, Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. Now the servant's name was Malchus. So Peter drew out his sword, it cuts this dude's ear off. So you see the, the, the loyalty and all this of, of his disciples and how they were like, you are not going to take Jesus from us. But verse 11, Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father had given me? And in some translations, right after cut off the ear, Jesus picked up the ear and put it back on. So when I read this passage of Jesus is praying for us, and he's begging God for us to know him and to be with him in glory, and then right before he is arrested as they come to get him, he says, I am he, and all of these people see his glory by just simply him saying, I am he, and they fall back on their faith. Just the power in his words. Allow me to know he is Lord over all. He loves us. He is for us. But his power cannot be um, underestimated. I can so easily underestimate his power in every situation or circumstance that I'm in. When I can see my, maybe my perspective is small and I'm looking at all these things in such a way like, woe is me and look at how terrible my life is or, oh man, I didn't get this or that or all these kind of things. And yes, I, I talked about my dad passing away and it's terrible. I mean, it's, it's painful and it, it, I miss him every day. 
But looking at this passage and reading the words, I am he, and seeing that they flung to their face on the ground, just reminds me that it didn't catch God off guard, that he is in control, he is on his throne, and I know that he loves me because he went to the cross for me. And for me, I may have to spend a little while without my dad, but I know I'll be with him in eternity. And I know it'll be a celebration. I know because of what Christ has done, as this is leading to him going to the cross, I know that I will be with him for eternity. And I pray that that is you as well. I pray that you would be able to say that I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus. Do you have that relationship with Jesus where you see I am he and you know that is my God. He is so powerful. He is all alpha, omega, creator God who is on his throne and nothing can catch him off guard. That's my God. Father, I pray that we are able to see how powerful you are, God, and that we will be able to not lean on our own understanding, God, but trust you in all that we do. God, we love you. And we pray that we won't underestimate your power because you are powerful. God, you are powerful to do whatever you please. In Ephesians 3.20, it says you can do immeasurably more than we ever ask or imagine, God. And so we're praying that we would be able to see you for who you are, God. We love you so much, even in these unknown circumstances, God, that we can still see you. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Join us tomorrow as we continue through the Gospel of John. See you guys then.